0: Hi there. In this episode, I am speaking directly to those of you that are listening or watching that have over a hundred pounds to lose. If you have over a hundred pounds to lose, then I want to give you some tips. I want to share some tips. I'm going to try not to go too far over the time that I have for myself because I do have a lot to say and not enough time to say it, but these are going to be some tips that I want you to follow that I want you to really take to heart as you start your journey and as you pursue your journey. Okay. But first, just in case this is your first time listening or watching, my name is Lene Urban. I am a nutrition consultant. I'm a stress management coach. I'm a lifestyle coach. And I believe that weight loss requires a complete and total transformation of not just your diet and your exercise, but some major lifestyle areas that typically contribute to weight gain. That contribute to our need to actually have to lose weight. So many people go after the diet and exercise portion, but if they don't tackle some other lifestyle areas that are required for sustainable transformation, then any results that they achieve are just going to reverse themselves and eventually come back. So my approach to weight loss is a very gentle and natural one that, uh, removes the grunt work out of weight loss by focusing on complete metabolic balance. Why? Because when your metabolism is balanced, then weight loss just happens. It happens effortlessly and there's no effort or grunt work that has to go into it. And I call this rest-based weight loss. That's what I call it. So, If you would like to find out more about rest-based weight loss, if you want to find out what those four lifestyle areas are and how you're doing in those areas right now, then I want you to complete the stress health quiz. I linked the quiz in the description of this episode, operationfixmylife.com slash stress health quiz. I want you to take that. I want you to see where you're at. And then if you want to dig a little deeper into the results and to the answers and the percentages that you scored, then you have the option to schedule a call with me. The link to my calendar is right there on the score page of the quiz. Okay, let's jump into it because there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about. So I want to start by saying that your weight is a thermostat. This is not just for those of you that have over hundred pounds to lose. This is everyone. If you have any pounds to lose, or, uh, if you are just uh, trying to figure out what this whole weight thing is all about, the very first thing that we all have to acknowledge and understand is the fact that our weight is like a thermostat. What does that mean? That means if you set a certain temperature in your house and you set that on your thermostat, then no matter how cold the temperature becomes in the house, or no matter how warm the temperature becomes in the house, your thermostat will be in charge of either turning on the heat or turning on the air conditioning to bring the house to the temperature that you set it at. So how does that relate to weight loss? Well, we, I don't think that we understand that the thermostat for our weight has been set. It was set from our, from, from childhood. So whatever weight you end up becoming is the thermostat that was set for you, starting from when you were a kid. So if you are someone who comes from a family of overeaters, if you're someone who, uh, suffered abuse, trauma, neglect as a child, if you're someone who grew up in a healthy home with, uh, where your entire family had healthy eating habits, uh, no matter, you know, no matter what the circumstance that you grew up in, your thermostat was set during your formative years. Okay. So if you have a hundred plus pounds to lose, then in order to locate where that thermostat came from and where that thermostat was set, you have to look at childhood. You have to take a look at the experiences that you had. Now, I'm going to go into that in just a second, but I'm going to go a little deeper into that in just a second. But in order for you to be able to change your weight, you cannot just change your temperature. Deciding that you want to change your weight is the equivalent of deciding that you want to change the temperature in your house without changing the thermostat. So what does that mean? That means if you in your house, if your house is too warm and you want to cool it down, trying to change your weight is the equivalent of bringing portable air conditioners into your home and turning on those air conditioners. Instead of walking over to the thermostat and lowering the thermostat. So Eventually, yes, the temperature in your house is going to start to cool down because of those portable air conditioners. However, because your thermostat is set at a certain temperature, then your heat is going to kick on and it's going to start bringing the temperature in the house back up. And then you're going to start having a battle, right, between the portable air conditioner and the heater in your house. And that's the equivalent of your metabolism. That's going to start fighting against your attempts to change your weight without changing the thermostat. Okay. So my first tip is don't focus on changing your weight. If you have over a hundred pounds to lose, then approaching that, approaching your weight from a standpoint of, I have to lose this weight is the equivalent of you trying to decrease the temperature in your house through portable air conditioners. I don't want you to look at your journey as I have to change my weight. You have to look at it as I have to change the thermostat. I have to look at my lifestyle. I have to look at my upbringing, my childhood. I have to look at every factor that is currently contributing to the way that I behave with food and exercise right now, I have to figure out what those things are. And then I have to do the work. I have to go and do the work and undo some of the things that have been done to me or, or pursue, uh, restoration or pursue support, pursue, um, some sort of, uh, some sort of help and assistance in undoing the lifestyle that was created that I created. Okay. So that goes to tip number one you have to do the mindset work first. Any attempt to lose the weight that you have without going and doing that digging and figuring out why you why and where your thermostat was first set. Any weight that you lose is not going to be sustainable. Why? Because there will continue to exist inside of you triggers that will always constantly at the very least be tempting. Tempting you to go backwards, tempting you to fall back into old lifestyle habits. So if you want to be really efficient in changing your weight in losing those pounds, then I don't believe that the first place you should begin is with your eating. I don't believe that you should begin with your exercise just yet. I believe that you should start with your mindset. I believe that you should, you should pursue, um, some, some, uh, some resources and some support where you can be able to take a look at your current lifestyle, be able to take a look at where your current lifestyle patterns and behaviors came from, where they originated and do that digging first. Okay. So that's tip number one. Do the mindset work first. Tip number two, and this is really important. Be prepared for rejection. There are some people, and I know very specifically because I've spoken to some of these people, there are people who on maybe a conscious or a subconscious level are afraid that if they do start pursuing weight loss and if they actually are successful this time, and if they actually get down to the size in the body that they, that they really want, I believe that there are some people that are afraid of, uh, the people in in their lives who are going to reject them. I know people who are married to someone who lives a very unhealthy lifestyle and part of their relationship and part of the things that they do together in their relationship involve unhealthy habits that the person pursuing the weight loss feels that they will have to sacrifice and give up in order to pursue their their goal weight. I know some people who see themselves have been labeled either, uh, spoken or unspoken who have been assigned the role of the fat friend, uh, the fat, joyful friend, the fat, funny friend, and part of their identity, whether they, whether they accept this or not, or whether they know or not that the people in their lives embrace and accept them As a a role that that is directly connected to their weight, I know people who are afraid or have a feeling that losing the weight will be a rejection of the role or the identity that has been assigned to them, and they will therefore start experiencing uh, some changes in the dynamics of their relationship with the people that are closest to them. There is nothing more threatening to someone who is insecure secretly on the inside than a person in their life, someone that they're closest to starting to make a transformation for the better. There's nothing more threatening. So you may have some people in your life that you're not even aware of who once you begin pursuing weight loss and actually start becoming successful and you start feeling better and you start feeling more confident and you keep going, there are going to be some people who will begin to reject you, who will claim that you're changing, that you're not the person that you used to be and will no longer feel that there is a place in their lives for you and the person that you're becoming. I want you to be prepared uh, that this that there's a, a huge chance that this will happen. And I want you to be willing to accept the fact that there are going to be some dynamics in some of the relationships that you have that are going to change. Okay? That's just a heads up. My next tip is that you have to plan for the long haul. This is not... Changing your thermostat is not a three-month, six-month, 12-month, 18-month, two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year. This is going to be a lifelong journey. Not that it's going to take your entire life for you to get down to the size and the weight that you want But the journey to becoming, to getting down to where you want to become, but actually being completely transformed in your mind, in your heart, as well as your body, that is going to be a lifelong journey. It's going to be lifelong. So first of all, put into your mind that there is going to be no destination. There will be no destination. You will never get to the point where you have arrived ever. There will, there will be no arrival. Okay. So get that in your mind first. But then when it comes to the physical transformation, I want you to commit three years. I want you to say, no matter what happens over the next three years, this is what I'm working toward. And everything else that comes in conflict with this goal that I'm working toward for the next three years can just fall back. It can fall into the back of the line. I want you to put it in your mind that you're going to give yourself three years, nothing less, not a month less, three years. In that three years, will you achieve complete and total body transformation? If you follow the correct steps, absolutely you will. Absolutely you will. Absolutely you will. But the difficult part in committing yourself to that time frame is that the journey is going to be full of a lot of emotional and physical setbla- setbacks, plateaus, um, roadblocks, discouragement, uh, a lot of of digging up and and digging up and digging into some things that you don't even want to have to dig up an experience and come to face with the road there is going to be it's not going to be an easy road it's not going to be and so that's why you want to give yourself three years because as you journey on this road and as you come across the plateaus and the stumbling blocks and the roadblocks and as you confront the uh the emotional issues and, uh, the, the demons of your past and, and the traumas and, uh, the rejection from the people that you love, as you experience all of those things, there has to be a certain level of grace that you give yourself along the way, anticipating and knowing that this is what's to come. And you have to give yourself, uh, just that, that permission to be able to fall and stumble and fall on your face quite a few times throughout the journey. But if throughout those three years, if you continue to stand up after you fall and just keep moving forward, then you will achieve the goal that you want. It will happen. But the key is going to be grit. The key is going to be grit and determination, not perfection, not willpower, not discipline, grit. Okay. In it for the long haul. Just prepare that. So now a practical, here's a practical tip. And this is something that you can. Once you've done the mindset work, once you've prepared yourself for the, the transformation, the changes in your relationships, once you've prepared yourself for that, once you've determined that you're in this for the long haul, and once you have decided that uh, you're going to go about this transformation, not by just diet and exercising, but by looking at where your lifestyle came from, by digging into how you established your relationship with food, you know, by looking at your childhood, by looking at some traumas and things that you might've experienced along the way that shaped, that had a direct impact on your behavior with food. You have to look at all of those things. And I would definitely recommend that you seek some support, someone that you can just be able to talk all of this out to. And if you don't have anybody like that, I would encourage you to grab a journal Buy yourself a journal for 2019 and write all of that stuff out. It has to get out. You can't keep that buried in. That has to come out if you want to make any sort of transformation. All of that has to be lifted up and brought out, okay? So after you've gone through all those steps, this is where now now you can move on to this one. Practical tip, okay? A 100 pound plus weight loss is going to, it, it threatens uh the the balance and the stability of your metabolism so right now your metabolism is out of balance yes but in order to shift your metabolism from its current out of balance state to a more balanced state <clears throat> you're going to have to break up your goal into sections into segments i recommend that you break your goal up into segments of twenty to twenty-five pounds a piece. Not putting a a timeline on these twenty to twenty-five pounds. I don't recommend putting a timeline on these segment goals at all. Why? Because as you move forward, especially as you start to lose like groups of 20 to 25 pounds, your metabolism is transforming and adapting to whatever it is that you did to lose those, those 20 to 25 pounds. So that eventually that thing, whatever it is that you're doing to lose that weight is going to stop working. So it's almost as if you want to create like multiple journeys. Like if you have 100 pounds to lose, then you want to create like four to five different strategies and four to five different journeys that you start after the loss of each group of 20 to 25 pounds. And every goal, like every journey or every goal that you pursue is not, Oh, I have a hundred pounds to lose. No, it's okay. I'm on to my next 20 to 25. You lost 20 to 25. Awesome. Now I'm starting my next 20 to 25 pound journey. You lose that. Okay, great. Oh my gosh, I've lost 40 to 50 pounds. Fantastic. Now let's move on to the next journey. Do you know what I'm saying? You break your goal and your journey up into segments. What does this do? It prevents weight loss plateau, number one. Number two, because you're not going to be assigning a timeline to eat, and please don't assign a timeline. Please don't do that. That's going to be putting too much pressure on yourself. There is going to be disappointment and discouragement. If you don't lose the weight by that timeline, you're going to be establishing unrealistic expectations that will probably discourage you and send you tumbling backwards. And as you get closer and closer to your goal, it's going to start taking longer and longer to lose that, those next, the next group of weight. It's going to start taking longer and longer to lose the next 20 to 25 pounds. So you don't want to assign a timeline. You don't want to focus on how quickly you're able to lose it. You just want to focus on the strategy that's going to get you to the place where you can lose that segment of weight. Okay. If you're just starting out, like if you're right at the beginning and the starting point, and you've done all the other work that I told you to do, and you follow those tips, don't, this is really important. Don't use your first segment or two like doing the things that you see other people doing. Like if there's someone who comes to you who only has about 20 pounds to lose or if there's someone who uh who gives you like uh you know advice on what kind of diet or exercise program to do and they've never, uh, and they uh and they're not they're in a place where they can do that diet or exercise program effortlessly I want you to take their advice. I want you to say thank you. And I want you to place it, put a pin in it as something to do. Once you get to like your third or fourth segment, the first two segments of your weight loss goals should be as easy and gentle as possible, as easy and as gentle as you possibly like you want to ease your way into these, the first 20 to 25 pounds and then the, in the 40 to 50 pounds. And what does that look like? That looks like very simply just increasing the amount of time that you spend moving and slowly decreasing the amount of unnecessary foods that you're consuming unnecessary, like slowly decreasing those what is unnecessary? What what do I mean by unnecessary foods? I mean, drinking like drinking soda or juice instead of water. Soda and juice have no, there are no health benefits. There are no nutritional benefits, not even with fruit juice. The amount of sugar and fruit juice is like, oh, but it has vitamin C. I would much rather you go eat an orange to get vitamin C than to drink fruit juice because there's no, there isn't enough. And what do I mean by unnecessary? I mean, any foods or drinks or anything that don't satisfy your hunger and don't, and that don't give you the energy, the natural energy and the nutrients and the minerals and the vitamins and all those things to be a healthy person. So that's what I mean by unnecessary, like slowly but surely giving up those things, not cutting it all out at once and, and not like swapping everything out and not like starting a whole, don't do all of that. Just one thing at a time. Take a look at everything that you're like, you know, I actually really don't need this. I don't need to eat this. Write down a list of all those things and just one thing at a time, just practice giving it up. But here's the ki- here's the kicker and here's the key to that. Don't just give it up without replacing it with more of something that's healthy and nutritious because you don't want to ever lead your body on. You don't want to ever let your metabolism know that you're trying to start taking things away. The second your metabolism feels like it's being deprived, it's going to come for you. So you don't want to just take things away without replacing it with something that your body can actually use and be thankful that you're giving it. So I think that a great exercise to do is to make a list of all the things that you know, in your heart of hearts, it's like, okay, I don't need this, write a list of all those things. And then next to that list of those things, write something that you can replace it with. And it can be something that's lower calorie. It can be something that's less sugar. It can be something that's more natural. My, my preference, something that's more natural, whole foods. Okay. Write out a list. So that every time you get a craving for that thing, you can practice not having the thing you're having a craving for, but having the replacement instead. Do you know what this does? It transitions the neurological connections in your brain from wanting and craving that specific food to now craving the other thing. This is not something that's like, oh, I don't, that's, I feel like that would be impossible. I don't know how I'd be able to give up this. No it's 100% possible. It's neuroscience. It's just the practice of allowing your body slowly to be able to adjust and get used to having something else in place of, of what it's used to having. Okay. And that leads to, and that leads to the last tip, which is just one thing at a time, only focus on changing one thing at a time. Do not try to change multiple areas that don't try to change your diet and your exercise and swap out this food and start going to the gym and start walking. Don't do that. At least not until you get to your third or fourth segment in this first and the first 20, 25 pounds and the first 40 to 50 pounds, you're just focusing on one change at a time, one change at a time. Okay. Now, if you want my help and my support with this, if this is like, if this is something that you're like, you know what, this actually sounds like something I can do and you want my help and you want my support, then I want you to join my group. I want you to join my total body transformation group. It's starting on January 21st. And that is exactly and specifically what we're doing. We're taking one thing and we're focusing for 12 weeks at a time on just this one thing, just changing this one thing. And we're making the strategy 100% individual and unique to us to us as individuals, to the goals that we have, to what we're currently struggling with. And we're doing it in a way that does not bring too much disruption to our current lifestyle so that we never let our metabolism on to the fact that we're changing. Gentle, rest-based approach to it, okay? So if you want to join, fill out the quiz, complete the quiz. Fill out the quiz, stress health, operationfistmylife.com slash stress health quiz, complete that quiz, and then set up a call with me. All right. So we can talk about getting you into the program. Okay. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. Um, let me go ahead and jump over to the comment section and see what we have here. So Kira, you said that soda and juice are your weakness. (laughs) Yeah. Soda and juice are weaknesses. I think for a lot of people, uh, because of the sugar, because it's, it's the combination of two different needs. And this is something that I'm gonna have to do a live video or a, a podcast episode about. When you are pursuing multiple needs in one like food or drink, then that, that is what causes like the, the trouble area or the addictive issue. So for soda and juice, you have the one need that you need to meet. You're thirsty, you're thirsty. You, you know, you need, uh, you need to be hydrated. But the second need that you're meeting with, uh, with that particular drink instead of just water is there might be uh, an energy issue. Like you might need the sugar boost. You might need the energy boost because you have a lot going on and you might be feeling like you're dragging a little bit and you just need that little, that little oomph to keep going. So it might be an energy issue or it might be a dopamine issue it might be that you are seeking, while you're seeking uh, to fulfill and quench your thirst, you're also seeking a little bump in your pleasure hormones. And that is in general, not just with drinks, but that is with food also. When we start looking at food and drink to meet multiple needs that we have, instead of pulling them apart and looking at what the need is, and then deciding, being able to be mindful about the need, and then deciding what to give ourselves to meet those needs. So, what does that look like in practical terms? That looks like when you're thirsty, saying, "Okay, I need water to quench my thirst." But if I'm feeling like I need a bump of energy, then I need to fig. I need to find something else to give me energy. Or if I'm feeling like I, you know, I need like a little a little dopamine kick, like you know, I need a little. Ooh, I feel good now than pursuing something else for that dopamine kick, not relying on both the thirst and the dopamine or energy booster by, you know, by, by drinking soda or drinking juice. So I understand why that is, I, I understand why that is a, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a big struggle with some people. Um, yeah, so I'm going to jump over here. I'm going to keep answering questions, but for those of you that are listening on the podcast, I want you to subscribe and I want you to keep listening because we're going to come back with more tips and tricks on these things. Okay. So thank you so much for listening.